Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. On today's How Do You Hustle, we have Sam Pierce. She's what many would call the ultimate slashy. She's a producer, she does makeup artistry, and she acts as well. She's featured in a range of Australian uh, films and TV programs. She's also worked as a makeup artist for some big productions in Australia. I've known her for 10 years, and she's just always motivated and inspiring. And I thought, who better to get in to talk about the world of freelancing and wearing multiple hats? And I found this chat really beneficial and pretty candid because we do know each other. So I hope you all enjoy it. I'd like to start the episode by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which I'm recording, the Yugambeh people, and paying respects to elders past, present and emerging. So today on How Do You Hustle, we have a very exciting guest. We have Sam Pierce. She's a makeup artist, actor and producer. Hey, Sam, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I feel like I've been like messaging you for a while being like, want to come on? (laughs) We both have like very different schedules. We're both in a lot of places Mm. at once. So hard to align, but I'm very happy that we have. We've got a wine which is great. Um, and I Who's think uh, drinking at 10 to 2 is not okay. I was going to say it's 5 o'clock somewhere. I don't know if it is, but sure. <laughs> so, yeah, you're one of the first, I guess, people that I'm quite close with and that I've known for a really long time to come on the show. So that's quite exciting. And I've been wanting to do more episodes like that where it's people that, you know, I know their story back to front and I just know that they've got something to say and, I think that I can really share some wisdom with my listeners. And I think that's you. Um, you've worn like so many different hats over the years. So tell our listeners what you're doing at the moment, if you can even summarize that, because I know it's a few different things. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll do it. Um, so at the moment, I'm a makeup artist. So I kind of dabble in a lot of different departments. So I'm a makeup artist. I do producing. Um, I do acting as well. And that pops up and I co-run a business with one of my best mates called One Stop Archer. So we essentially crew out everything to do with art department across the board. So, you know, production companies can come to us and they'll be like, we need costume, we need makeup, we need a builder, for example. And we can just go, boom, here's all the people. And um, yeah, just so we can keep pumping in the industry and get the right people and the right jobs. Amazing. And yeah, I feel like it would be remiss of us to not uh tell the story of how we met I think it was about 
It's it's such a funny one. But yeah, I think it was probably we would have been, I know I was 17. So and I'm turning 30. Yeah, Yeah, touch wood. 10 30. Um, but yeah, we we were definitely like under the age of 18 or 18. And I just remember, I don't even know how this happened because I am by no means someone who has ever been on a runway. But I was at the local markets in Brisbane. I just moved to Brisbane from Sunny Coast. And I met this lady at the markets and she had a vintage clothing brand. And I was trying on all the clothes and like really loved all the stuff. Um, shout out to Rara Superstar. She's still going, Kathy. Um, in Paddington in Brisbane. And I remember, yeah, she just was like, oh, I'm actually having a... Um, a little show or exhibition oh, yeah. yeah at the at the um Paddington vintage fair or something like that and I mm. she's like would you would you want to like you know wear some of the clothes for me and I was like oh okay <laughs> of course and, and by, by you saying clothes it's like I'm gonna put 12 different things on you nothing will make sense but off you go it was the randomest thing and it was literally in, do you remember? I, I haven't been there for years, but it was like in the vintage, the biggest like vintage sort of like warehouse. And it had like, mm. we were walking among all the like furniture and like cabinets. And anyway, we were dressed in like very out there old school. Like I think one of my outfits was like Parisian and like one of yours was this like <laughs> super bright like shiny outfit and like dolled up to the lines little 17 year olds and I remember we were we must have been in the line and we were just like talking and yeah. we just hit it off didn't we it was great, it was great. Friendship. we had a great old time and we're laughing I don't, pretty... remember that. I don't even remember that runway I just remember doing like a boogie down it and then that that is the whole yeah night. I feel I like it one... was like it wasn't like serious models she wanted she wanted people to be funny and like yeah you know, so that's probably why we got picked because we had like you know <laughs> a bit more pers- a bit of personality but um yeah and then I think we like caught up a few times after that and then of course both moved to Melbourne at the same time to pursue our careers mm-hmm. and reconnected there and yeah I think like it's kind of a bit of a full circle moment because I know we've both recently moved back to Queensland from Melbourne and <laughs> I think we were both sort of on that same path. And I remember like you being so instrumental for me because I was just starting out as a journalist. I'd just graduated. And I remember you sitting me down because I was like, oh, I'm not getting work. Like I'm applying for so many roles and I'm going to have to move again and all this stuff. And which ended up being true. But (laughs) um, I remember you (laughs) made me sit down and really like set out the year's goals and like write, you know, I'm going to do this step to get to this and this and this and this. And yeah, crazily enough, like, I mean, I should credit myself, but I definitely would credit you because I think so. Yes. You made me, no, but you made me get really serious about it and actually knuckle down and go. Cause I was sort of, I feel like shooting my arrows in a few different directions, just seeing where they landed, mm. you know, um, or what target they hit. But you were like, no, you need to really focus on like maybe one or two of those things and what the steps you need to take. And I did. And I, you know, obviously went and became a journalist and did all those things. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like it's 
kind of cool that you're now on the show talking about career because I feel like you, I don't know how you knew, but I think freelance life will kind of do that. And I think you, you have been doing, you know, numerous jobs at a time for for many, many years now. So like Mm. walk us through how that's looked for you. I mean, I know it's been a long time, but yeah, like through the early career and um, some of those decisions that kind of got you into what you're doing now. Yeah, totally. Um, so I was in Brisbane at the time and I remember I was seeing a boy and Ooh. he, yeah, <laughs> totally worked out. Um, and then one day he was just saying he moved to Melbourne because he wanted to take his career seriously. And I, in my head, I was like, okay, well, I'm a creative. I should also be in Melbourne taking my career seriously too. I remember I went over and told him and I was like, look, mum, I'm going to give you less than a year and then I'm going to move to Melbourne. So naturally she was crying for quite a bit. I was like, just going to give you a fair warning. Um, and then I moved and it was actually the best decision I ever made. So I, I've been doing freelance for about 10 years now. Um, probably half of that, I was still also working hospital and retail in between and like promo just to keep the money flow going. But I just remember one day it was getting to the point where I was kind of dicking around too many jobs in hospital and retail to like try and get out of those shifts to then go do my creative work which I wanted to do obviously full-time and prioritize um so I could tell I was like kind of ruining those relationships pretty well by uh tapping out a lot um Mm. and it was scary I kind of sat myself down and was like all right if we want to take this seriously we need to try this full-time um as much as it's quite an you know it's insecure place in terms of when money is coming and it's never stable but to this day, it's it's the best decision I ever made. And it's it's not, I say this all the time, it's not the job that is stressful ever. It's getting work. Mm-hmm. So I'm in such a beautiful position where I absolutely love what I do and all the people I work with. It's just trying to book the work mm-hmm. um, and find out different ways to work and ways to talk to people and, um, you know, who haven't you talked to for a while and get used to sending a lot of emails. <laughs> It's a lot of networking. Yeah, exactly. And I think you've always been like so good at that. Um, And that's coming from someone who, you know, I've had to do that for all of my jobs as well. I had to be, you know, a hustler. (laughs) Um, But I think you, yeah, you've always just been on it. And um, it's obviously, yeah, paid off for you because although you've always like, as you said, had lots of jobs. Like I've never heard you be like, I have absolutely nothing on. Like I've got no income coming through the door. Like you've always had work in one way, shape or form. Why did you kind of decide that you wanted to do what what you do? Like acting, you know, the film and television kind of space. Yeah. Why did that appeal to you? Um, Well, during high school, I remember my goal was always to be an actor and it still is. Um, But when I was taking a gap year, my mum... Yeah, I remember having a chat to her being like, you know, why don't you do makeup? So in between acting jobs, you can be on sets doing that. And I was the biggest tomboy. Yeah, I was the biggest tomboy at the time. And I was like, makeup? You are crazy. And then (laughs) I went to do it. I ended up falling absolutely in love with it. And then it's really helped me along. And, you know, I'll do makeup jobs and I'll network there and I might get a producing job from it or I might get an acting job from it. Or I might just get consistent work from that company from then on. So every job presents an opportunity to gain further work, either in that job that I'm doing or in some capacity. Um, And I think that's the beauty of freelance. It's like you really learn very quickly how to, you know, mesh and mold your personalities together and see what works, see what doesn't, um, to then, you know, keep curating more work together. But I 
yeah, I just did it for like six months and then they were like, all right, see you later. Good luck. My uh, first day on acting, acting college, they, she sat us all down. I think there was about a team of 30 of us and she didn't even say hello. She's like, hey guys, so basically not even half of you are going to do anything with this degree. And I just wanted to slow clap and be like, wow, what an inspirational space. <laughs> but just, like out of 30 of us, I think only two of us, three of us ended up actually working in the field. So she wasn't wrong. No, that was exactly the same with journalism. They said that to us yeah. the first lecture. I think they actually said one and it was like a room of 50. And yeah. And you so, won. Good. But you're probably like me. Like <laughs> someone saying that to me literally sounds like, I okay, well, then I have to do it. Maybe that's why they do it. Maybe <laughs> they're just being like giving, painting a realistic picture. Who knows? But yeah, I know I had people along the way and I'm, I know you know, you would have experiences as well, like people being like, mm. oh, that's never going to happen for you. Um, you know, shouldn't totally. you choose something more secure and all this stuff? And those thoughts yeah. always rung in my head. 100%. I've, I've had uh, and a lot of close people in my life and they, and they mean it with love because, you know, they never want to see you uh, not stable in life, not have the funds, not struggle. I got so good at having, I remember when I first moved to Melbourne and then I ended up doing freelance, I got so good at having, my favourite dish was rice, tomato sauce and tuna. And I used to get paid out so much for that. And I was like, guys, this, you need to get amongst it. Oh. And everyone was like, make more money. <laughs> that forever. It's just going to be a couple of bits. But That's yeah, it. I had a, lot of people, had a lot of people around me tell me to, you know, you should focus on full-time work. You know, what else are you doing? Kind of never the forefront was the immediate thought of what you were doing they were kind of always like oh yeah that's happening but like what are you actually going to do um, and um it's tricky it's tricky for every freelancer but you know everyone that's saying it they were watching tv and listening to music and watching movies and I'm like that's all the stuff we do you're welcome that's what we do exactly <laughs> that's so true did you ever have those moments that you actually nearly gave up or oh, god yeah I think it's pretty natural to have moments of doubt and especially self-doubt's a good little creeper at times, especially 100%. freelance work. Um, and if you're like a tiny bit quiet for a, a week or two weeks, it's easy to be like, what have I done wrong? What could uh, I be doing differently? But it's just the way it's happening. It's not you. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I, I had moments of self-doubt with acting and stuff as well, but I kind of, and talking to a lot of people around me lately, I think the desperation in itself has calmed down, which feels nicer in a way. It's not like I have to be an actor. I have to be doing this. And it's like, you can get there. Just breathe mm. and just work on little bits, like work on bits and pieces to get to that. And don't just see the big picture as like, I have to get to that no matter what, because yeah. you're never going to break down steps to get there. And, you know, it's that cliche thing of if you're not enjoying the journey, what's the point? So, so true. We caught up recently and I was t saying all of this <laughs> to you, like obviously after I did my journalism, I went full-time into PR and I feel like, I feel like I did almost listen to some of those voices. I mean, I loved being a reporter and being on te television and radio, but it was ultimately um, not my own life. I, I was having to move. I was on the road every day. I was, you know, seeing the craziest things every day. And, and just like, I would get home. I would get up at six, get ready, put like do my layers and layers of makeup, go. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To work, <laughs> I'd already be looking for stories on the way. I'd get to work, I'd be on the road all day. And then I would get home and you'd already be looking for the stories for the next day. So I just felt like I didn't own my own life. And yeah. I think like, I remember just saying to myself, I'm just going to have a break. And I went and did... Um, you know, obviously my more corporate um, job in PR yeah. and communications. And and I did that full time for a few years, like four years. And then, yeah, like recently I caught up with you and I said, hey, I've got these ideas. Like, I think I'm going to like do freelance and do, you know, a couple of more creative projects and focus on the podcast yeah. stuff, focus on um, social media work. And it's just flowed, but it's, yeah, such a scary step to like, once you have that security, like it's really scary to step out of it and go, okay, I'm going to go do like, just throw it all away and just it's see what happens. <laughs> but it's yeah. exciting. It's exciting though. And I think the excitement of always knowing that there's new opportunities. Totally. It's like every day is different in some capacity. Mm. It's not the same job, doing the same things every single day. We get to spice it up and we get to meet new people, understand new worlds. And I think that's, you know, man, that's so, we're so lucky to do that. And I was talking to someone the other day and it's, it's funny because once you make that decision to be freelance, it's always, I always thought that motivation leads to action. So I'd be like, come on, I just need to get motivated. Then I'll send a whole bunch of emails, whatever. Yeah. Um, but as 
you're doing the action itself, then you get motivated. Like you start setting that so one true. email and then you're like, I'll send I'm on a roll. Like, Let's keep and I think like working from home has really showed me that like, I, I was so fortunate to like work all through the pandemic, which we'll get to in a minute. But like, I obviously was in my corporate jobs, but I had really fantastic managers that said like, if you want to do eight to four, or if you want to do, like, I even um, was able to do a nine day fortnight at one point, like I had a lot of flexibility and I found that was just like, made me so much more productive in the times that I was working. And I've noticed that with freelance, like, if you're choosing your hours and you're choosing your days, like you can, you can kind of work your week around what works for you. It's good to see that this is like something that is being discussed. It's more open these days. And you know, there is no freelancer manual. There is no like, okay, this is how you should structure it. This is, this is how it should be done. It freelances very much. How do I feel today? Do I feel very productive? And you know, it's a lot of you got to quiet down, like I said, the voice of like self-doubt or like you're angry at yourself because you didn't do enough on that day to book work. It's you got to constantly remind yourself of like trying to find that balance so you don't go lose your mind. And like yeah. I said, yeah, yesterday I was like, okay, I'll send a couple of emails, but today I'm just going to watch a new show for a while and that's okay. I love that, the just- balance. Obviously, like we're all over talking about the last two years, but... I know that your industry was hit very, very hard. Like how did you, and and I know that's something we were, we had been speaking about during um, the last couple of years in Melbourne when we were both there, but how did you find that that shaped your uh, mindset around what you do? And like, did, did you have, like, were you able to still get work during that time? Like how, how, did, um, so how did you kind of do that? Like, how did you manage all of that? Yeah, so I basically didn't work for two years. Um, on the in-between snippets, I was always working, which was great because there was always people playing. Our whole industry was just catching up for catching two years, up, essentially. Yeah. Um, I had producers during that time trying to reschedule dates during lockdown. It got to the point where it's like, mate, let's just wait till we're actually open and then we can figure out dates. Like, It's almost you get too excited to get back to work and then you slammed with another lockdown. And it was the same with me. I was producing some stuff and I just had to tell everyone like, hey, guys, We'll tap in when we actually know what's going on. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell you what I did. I'm not too sure. I think, I think I just existed for two years. I had um, I had beautiful housemates, but they got to work every day. And I was just yeah. waiting for someone to play with me. Like, come on. Um, but I just went through, oh, God, I went through a lot of paint by numbers. So many. I just needed things to, like, quieten my brain. I went through, I don't condone this, but I went through a lot of drinking because you're yeah. watching so many shows well that are just drinking hard liquor and you're like I can do that at 9am sure <laughs> and then you say it's like a bad habit for ages and then you know you go for walks and stuff but your, your environment slowly becomes very mundane because and you know you know did you like have some revelations during that time like were you like this is showing me how much I love what I do or you know, what, were you questioning yourself? Like what, what kind of, yeah. What, how did your mindset kind of evolve during that time too? Gotcha. Um, it just made me really appreciate my work even more. Like it's, mm. and to know I was, I was in the same boat with a lot of people that I knew and loved. Like a lot of us yeah. were freelancers and I do surround myself with a lot of creatives. So we're basically in the same boat. Um, so that was good to always lean on each other and even to just jump on zoom and just be idiots with each other was just really comforting and nice um it just made me appreciate our industry even more because you know 
what else was I doing? I was just watching TV and movies Nothing. and listening to music and playing with art and all that kind of stuff. And that really just showed even more how much our industry helps people and like mentally helps people at the same time as well, not just Nothing. for the enjoyment factor. Um, so that was still really good. It, it kind of pushed me even further to want to be in it. I know other people went the other way where, you know, yeah. the instability of kind of tipped people off the edge to go do other career paths but I don't know I kind of have the hunger even more just to get back into it and I know once we could everyone <laughs> there was no point trying to catch up with anyone that was a freelancer because we were just working for like four months yeah every single um but you know when it rained it poured and I think we're all very grateful for it so you know looking back over the last over a decade that you've been um, doing the work that you're doing, like what advice would you maybe give to your younger self? Like, is there anything you would have done differently or um, any advice you wish you'd known back then that you could have put in place? Yeah, great question. Um, I think the big difference now is social media and it's a lot easier to access people through jobs. So that wasn't as prevalent back in the day, but I would just kind of tell myself that, just to keep going. I think I would try and get, quit my normal jobs earlier and try mm. freelance quicker. But in saying that, you know, there's a different journey for everyone. And it's such a scary thing to just go freelance and back yourself completely. And, you know, with all the voices around you saying you should be working full time or, you know, what are you actually going to do with your life? It's very tricky to get caught up in that. So I would just tell myself just to keep, you know, head down, bum up, trust yourself because you know this is what you want to do, regardless of the voices around you. And um, yeah, every job leads to people you didn't know that you were supposed to meet. So, you know, I met one of my best friends probably five years ago on a music video. And I remember seeing her and I remember at the time she came into art department and I was like, oh, I just kind of can't be bothered talking to this new person. Like we've had, we've had two days of the same crew and I'm like, oh, okay, like I'll, I'll make an effort. I just had low energy that day. And then she's now my business partner and best friend. And I do like everything in the industry with her a lot of the time. So it's like, you know, you never know who you're going to meet and you cultivate your own family through the jobs that you do and through your experiences. And it's, it's such a wonderful thing to be around creatives all the time. You know, like it's not, you get to sets and you very quickly get to know people. So you get straight to the DMs, you get straight to the deep questions, especially with makeup is like, you know, you want to make people comfortable and happy. So a lot of that time you kind of have to realize, you know, what, what gets, makes their eyes all sparkly. Cause you know, you've hit a, a, hit a good nerve and then you end up making great relationships. So true. What's been the highlight? Like wh- what was your what? sort of, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's been a few, but That's a big one. yeah. Like, <laughs> ha- like career highlight, maybe like top two. Probably acting wise doing a show called stage Mums. It was really fun. Just really beautiful cast and crew. And that just, that did, that did really well at the time. We didn't expect it. And that was a beautiful blessing. And I'd say makeup wise is probably when I ran my first head of makeup for a feature film. Um, That's probably about four years ago. That was, I learned so much on that and I was in the deep just thrown in kind of faked my way into it a bit not really knowing how to do it but uh, I learned every day and I learned you know how to run with the team and how to make everyone comfortable and you know they're the, you're the first people that they see every morning so it's trying to crack them in a good way and have um, you met anyone really cool oh, this is like a while ago but I remember doing this is a short film in Brisbane actually Hayley McFarlane directed it she's awesome um Sam Weaving, Samara Weaving. Oh, yeah, she yeah. She was great. I, I did a makeup. She's wonderful. And now she's 
absolutely crushing it. And yeah. I just remembered pick her up and drop her off every day. And we just geeked out on Harry Potter. It was awesome. That's it was so pretty easy. Cool. I love that. <laughs> crushing it. So yeah, she's probably <laughs> But in saying that, like, it's, it's you know, I get to work with a lot of cool people. Yeah, you would. Yeah, for sure. How are you feeling though? Like, how are you feeling getting into a freelance life now? So I've got, like, one client that's sort of, like, regular or, like, um, sort of through an agency that I'm doing. Um, and, yeah, so I do, like, that, which is my regular stuff. And then I've got, like, some podcast producing. I've done some editing. I do some... Um, freelance writing for articles as well as yeah like if, if random podcast opportunities pop up um, through this I I take those too so it's been a very smooth transition which mm. is kind of great and I'm also like doing some study and doing some um, stuff with that so I'm definitely keeping busy but yeah it's it's weird like I feel like with writing and you know, communications, journalism, like there's so much. I, f- I remember people saying that it was all going to like journalism's dying. It's all going, well, not really. It's no. just, it's no. just changed format. Yeah. Like now you're not a journalist. You're a, you know, copywriter. <laughs> you're writing articles <laughs> online. It changes. You're um, doing content, creating content, like editing videos, writing videos, um, you know, writing for podcasts, you know, all of that mm. stuff. Yeah, podcast wasn't as popular like four years ago or something. And it, now it's all I listen to when I'm driving. Me before. too. And it like, yeah, it never was a thing. So we never could have forecasted that. So I think yeah. um, that's the biggest thing I've realized is, you know, now I, I no longer call myself a journalist per se. Like, obviously, that's my my formal qualifications but yeah I I still feel like I am one um so it's quite nice because because that's why I always like that's why I even started is I love talking to people I love hearing their stories I love sharing their stories um yeah and yeah that's another thing the industry is like just be yourself and that work will come which is again so annoying to hear when you're trying to make the money and stuff but it is true it's like you know look after your health look after your mental health and then be the best version you can be and that'll cultivate work thank you so much it's been so nice to just catch up all those things are like relevant across no matter what you're doing so I think your story is definitely applicable um to a lot of people and like it's you're very inspiring. You definitely have inspired <laughs> me. If people want to go and check you out, where can they go find you? Uh, on Instagram. So I'm underscore underscore Sam Pierce because my name is not original. It's taken um, many, many times over. Um, also, my Instagram for makeup is sampierce.mua. Amazing. Well, thank follow, you. Follow for follow, like for like. <laughs> love it well yeah have a great day hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 